Cinema. Welcome back to Warba Cinema. I'm your host, Gregory Local Metalhead, and with me is... Par the Collector. What's up, everybody? And you gave me The Gambler. The Gambler. So you didn't just give me The Gambler. You bought it. I gave it, it to you all the way, You bro. bought it for me for my birthday. You on didn't, Steelbook, baby. I was going to say, you didn't just buy it for me. You bought it for me on Steelbook. So you were very confident in your pick. I, I thought I, I I thought I had another fucking grand slam, baby. Like, I just dropped a triple-double in the garden. So I need you to explain to me... Why you picked this one, why you were so confident. Give me your rundown. Okay. Um, I know this is going to sound weird because I know there's a game out there called Five Degrees of Kevin Bacon. But I wish there was a game out there called Five Degrees of John Goodman. Because oh, my God. John Goodman in anything for any amount of time, take my money. Take Just take my money. I fuck with John Goodman. Like, yes. He is one of my favorite actors. And I've seen him play all kinds of shit. And he's in this movie for what? 10, 12 minutes. If that. But if it, that. But every second he's on screen is fucking gold. I will. Uh, I want to see a movie about Frank. Yes, 100%. Right. I was saying that after the second time I watched it. I was like, I just want a movie on him and this character. It's a fucking amazing. Same. You know what other You know what other movie I thought that about? What, as soon as I saw it? Was fucking uh, Death Sentence. Tell me you don't want to watch a f- movie about him and those fucking brothers. Dude, I haven't seen that in so long, but I have it. I need to rewatch it. Uh, Kevin Bacon, right? You the one that wants to kill my son? <laughs> Tell me about it. Dude, he's like, go with God. Go with God in a bag full of guns. Like, dude. I am so glad you said that because the next movie I give you is a John Goodman movie. Is it? Yes. Fuck yeah, dude. I don't even care what it is. <laughs> I want to watch it. Right. I fuck with John because after watching this, I'm like, I have to give him this movie because I know he hasn't seen it, and it gives me a chance to rewatch that's, it. That's 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 crazy because I feel like I've seen a good bit of John Goodman movies. Mm-hmm. Like, um, so, like, other than John Goodman, like, why do you like this movie so much? Um, Mark Wahlberg, uh, if you are a fan of his movies, mm-hmm. he could be a top five actor for you. And but he, you know, I, I like he's turned into a straight action star now and stuff like that. Like he doesn't take roles where he's got to have a lot of depth mm-hmm. or like bring like any kind of like, you know, like he's not having to like break care. Like he can break character because like I don't feel like any of the movies he's in anymore. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like he's not going to go method for any of this shit. Yeah, not really. Like, you know what you're going to get when you get Mark Wahlberg. He's like The Rock. You go to have a good time, enjoy yourself, and, you know, it is what it is. Right. But this one, I feel like, is probably, like, one of his best fucking acting roles, man. Mm-hmm. Like, if you want to just talk about straight. The only gripe I had with him is I really wish he would have tried to not do the Boston accent. It kind of takes away from it for a little bit. Yeah. He has this, like, little Mark Wahlberg-isms when he talks. Yeah. And I was like, I kind of wish he would have played it straight, you know, without... I get that. Those creeping in. That's literally like the only complaint I have. Like drop the Boston accent, go with a straight, straight accent. And I would have been okay with it, but that's a minor gripe. I just thought he was a little too fucking whiny. <laughs> like you, like even fucking John Goodman says it in the movie. Like guys got a great looks, great job comes from wealth. And he walks around like he's carrying a fucking disease. What, like, what is this movie about? Nick? It's about a uh, gambling addiction. No, it's not. I feel like it is this. And I'm so glad you said that because this is why this movie took me on such an emotional roller coaster. First time I watched this movie, I was like, it's painful to watch this fucking movie, bro. This dude gets up so much 
and then he just fucking can't stop, dude. Like he just can't fucking stop. Bro. I'm I'm about to like it what? blew my mind, so I'm gonna kind of like blow your mind a little bit. Okay. Um. So this this movie. Okay. Let me start off. You know movies that are marketed wrong. Mm. The first one that can come to mind is uh, Crimson Peak. Mm. You know how? Uh, have you seen it? I don't think so. Oh, okay. I was Sounds to, familiar, but like, I don't think I was so. trying to think of a, a better example. But anyway, movies that are painted as like horror movies, and then you go and watch it, and you realize, oh, it's not a horror movie. Like Crimson Peak, when you watch the trailer, you think you're going to watch a horror movie. Right. But then when you actually watch it, you realize it's a gothic romance. Okay. So there's movies that are like marketed wrong. I mean, I don't know the marketing behind this movie. <laughs> But it is painted as a guy with a gambling problem, and that's how I watched it when I... Well, it's a guy that's got a death wish, pretty much. <laughs> so, the first time I watched it, I hated this movie, Nick. Like, when it was over, I told my wife, I was like, I feel bad he bought this on Steelbook for me. It's like me buying Stalker for him and being like, here you go. <laughs> I hated this movie because nothing made sense. I'm like, why is he doing this? Why is he... So... That being said, uh, the next day when I went to work, I could not stop thinking about this movie, Nick. I was, I usually um, listen to music or I listen to podcasts. I could not put my headphones in because it was disrupting my thoughts about this movie. And I'm like, why, why is this happening? Why is he doing this to himself? And it fucking hit me. And I'll give you a review of this movie that like, um, that perfectly sums up what this movie actually is. This is not about gambling. This is mo- this is a movie about a man who's given up on hope, on achievement, achieving his girl his goals and trying to make his pain stop by engaging in self-destructive behavior. His weapon of choice is gambling, but he is not a gambler. He says multiple times, "I have read many negative reviews on this movie and I think people have really just missed the point. He wants a real love and something real to do every day, and if he achieves something beyond mediocrity, then he would rather be dead." People who can relate with this settlement. He does have that great speech, and that's like when I was watching it this last time. Yeah, I thought the same thing. I was just like, "Holy fuck, man! Like, where's all this in these I, fucking movies?" You I know? have the speech like copy pasted because I was going to mm. touch on that because that that speech sums up what this movie is. It really is. When I realized that he's not a guy with a gambling problem, he's a guy with, you know, that's he's chasing. Up on life, he's given yeah. up on life, and he's just like chasing death chasing the thrill and that just shit just blew the i was like oh my god so i had to come home and rewatch the movie all over again with my new my new lenses after it was over i'm like i love this movie this movie's amazing but i didn't know if you did that on purpose because i love these kind of movies of people with self-destructive <laughs> well folks he got me you're learning greg you're learning yeah 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 that was my message the whole time oh was it yeah it was like i wrote that review did you (laughs) your name is megan (laughs) i'm megan whatever the fuck yeah it's my spin name so people don't you know but anyway i was like i didn't know if he did that on purpose or not but could like you got i just think it's like i said i thought it was mark Wahlberg actually showing up to give a fuck for once in a while right and it's got a great supporting cast uh I even don't mind Brie Larson in this movie. Mm-hmm. This, I think this movie actually kind of what made me like her until I found out what a, like a horrible person she really was. Like, eh, she's she's like when Don Cheadle doesn't fuck with you, I don't fuck with you. <laughs> she was take it or leave it. You could have changed her out with anybody. She didn't bring anything to the table. She was there to give Mark Wahlberg hope. 
yeah. to get past this. That's what it was. All right. That's all she was. But anyway. So she was like his canary. So let's uh now we can dive into the movie a little bit. Like the the opening scene is him with his father. Grandfather. Was it his grandfather? I thought it was his father. It was his grandfather. Oh, okay. Oh Who is a fucking phenomenal actor. He's that guy that's in the Dawn is Dead, that movie you were wanting to watch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh he also played in Gotti. He played Neil Delacroach. Mm-hmm. Gotti's mentor in that one. All right. His name is Anthony uh Anthony something. Mm-hmm. Quinn. Anthony Quinn. He's a good actor. Yeah, he plays a small role in this because he's, you know, dying at the end of the end. Dude, they made it really look like he was really fucking dying, too. Like. I know, right? But the but the quote that they had back and forth, I hear it is, his grandfather, what do you say to the fact that I'm going to die? Mark Wahlberg. I'm going to miss you. I'm going to miss you. And then his grandfather said, fuck that. I don't know about all that. I need to know what you're worth when I leave you nothing. What are you going to do? Like when that, I die and I leave you. He was basically saying like, you know, that kind of sets the tone for the rest of the movie. And if you don't catch that, like I didn't catch that the first time, you know, I ever. just thought it was so like, I don't know. I think what shocked me the most was just how much he hated his mother. Yeah. You know? And, uh, because like, well, that's like the part of the movie, you know, I'll get to it eventually. I kind of want to walk through the movie. No, no, I get it. I get it. But, uh, yeah. I don't know, man. I just think it's a great movie. Uh, I saw this on Christmas because mm-hmm. that's when it came out. I remember seeing this in Target, and I was just like, "The Gambler, Mark Wahlberg." It just like something didn't pique my interest. Like I'm just, I'm not huge in gambling movies. Like you gave me Rounders, which I fucking love, and I, I need to buy. Rounders. I love Rounders. Um, you know, there's a couple here and there. Like, uh, uh what's that card counting movie? Twenty one. Twenty one. I really like that it's movie. A pretty good one, it's but Spacey, good. Spacey's why that's good. Yeah. Because honestly, like, I don't even remember the fucking kid that's the uh, right. main character. And then one of my favorite movies of all time, Casino. But Of course. Yeah. You know, that's more gangster than it is. So, uh, so, like, you like gambling movies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I do. <laughs> I do. I love gambling movies. I love Vegas Vacation. It's one of my favorite vacation movies. I need, I bought the, like, um, it had all the vacations in it because we were doing the, reboot. the vacation yeah. reboot. And I wanted to go back and rewatch that. But I that's the one that I didn't watch was... Yeah, people bag on it like it's the shittiest one, but I think uh, Europeans, mm-hmm. I think it's the worst. Yeah. I think it goes Christmas, the original, Vegas, and then That sounds about European. right, yeah. A lot of people love the Christmas one. They, like, love it more than the original. That's that's me. I mean, yeah. that's my go-to Christmas movie. Like, I know I joke it's always Die Hard, but, like, <laughs> I do watch Die Hard at Christmas, but I watch Die Hard every year, yeah. every, you know, whenever. It's right around the corner and I'm so excited. I love Christmas. I fucking love Christmas. I think everybody does, bro. Like, I think like there's some people that really don't care. Well, yeah. If they're like grew up in an orphanage or they're fucking Scrooge McDuck, they hate Christmas. <laughs> but like, I feel like most people you ask, they'll be like, yeah. yeah, I'm pretty miserable throughout the year. But when Christmas rolls around, I get excited because I got to buy people things. It's like the one time a year people get pulled out of their depression. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like, <laughs> um, just want to buy shit, fill this hole in my fucking life. <laughs> right. So he go. Uh, Mark Wahlberg's character goes to this casino where he's. It starts off in like a fucking Chinese heroin den where they gamble out the back of like a fish market or some shit. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And I was uh, I joking with uh, the wife. I was like, Nick loves these movies about these like underground casino gangster Fuck yeah, movies, dude. Because like, that's what I want to be in. Yeah, bro. right. 
And I was telling her, like, you know, these things are real, but you'll never get to see one. Like when you told me you wanted to go play pool, like I literally almost Googled like sketchiest <laughs> pool hall in Florida, dog. Like, why are we driving to Jacksonville? Shut the fuck up, bro. It's going to yeah. be worth it. And like 90% of the people in there are from Hell's Angels. It looks like a 7-Eleven, but I pushed the bathroom wall and it opens into a fucking shady ass pool hall. <laughs> With like a bunch of dudes with gold teeth, like playing cards, and like people are like fucking doing that knife thing, yeah, like right. between their fingers. And, like. then I, and then I go to the bar and I order milk. <laughs> <laughs> it would have been epic, bro. Right? Yes, but that yeah. You need to find. I I I figured you knew like every shady place in town. Well, I was gonna take you to Wally's. <laughs> it's pretty shady. I was gonna. Go I mean, to as far as pool halls in Lakeland go, it's. Most people, I think, would say it's the shittiest, but I like it. It <laughs> speaks to your character. Well, I mean, it's just not. It's never like pack packed. Mm-hmm. Like it still, it still does good business. Like, uh, but they're not a sponsor, so I'm not going to speak too well of them. <laughs> but I have been going there for my like whole life. So. Right. Well, we need to go one day. Well, for sure, dude. Now that you got that fucking brand new thing, yeah, yeah. So uh, he goes into this place and he's been borrowing money from the owner. All right. I know you're not like a big gambling guy, but I know you understand how blackjack works. 21 wins or closest to 21. Is that how it works? I thought like you had to get over 21 and then you win. No, if you get over 21. I'm fucking with you. Yes, I know how blackjack works. I was about to say, bro, don't ever say that shit to me. (laughs) Like if we go into a casino ever. Yes, I know blackjack. I thought you, I was like, dude, this guy's smart enough. I think he can count cards. Like, there's no fucking way. Anyways. Um, I have a, I have a thing on that. 10 grand first bet doubles up hits for 20 mm-hmm. hits for 40 mm-hmm. hits for fucking 80 G's yep. bro. He's already down 150,000 before the movie even starts, bro. Right. And it's just like this fucking guy. And that's. The thing, if you know somebody with a real gambling problem, you uh, the the thing about gambling and their oh, dude, addiction two for the money, two for it's the gambling money. money, yeah, that's a gambling movie. I mean, right, right, right. And um, they have their about it now. <laughs> they have their highs, like they have winning highs, like a norm. I think a normal gambling addiction person would get it up to eighty thousand and probably quit and go have a good time to like blew all their money and then roll back in there with a couple. A normal of person would have never got to that. Well, if they had the backbone to drop a 10 grand bet and one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He doesn't get your shit. We're leaving immediately. Right. He doesn't have the gambling addiction like the way he plays. You can tell now that it's, I watched it the second yeah, time, I was like, like, he's being like reckless. That's the word I was like. It's for. almost like, dude, it's almost like when he wins, it's like a hit of a good drug. Yeah. Like yeah, you yeah. can see it in his eyes. Like he gets like, fucking excited. Like he feels the rush of life. Like that's the only time he feels like living. All right. There's, there's a couple of times in this movie um, where he talks about genius and being great. Mm-hmm. I think he is a genius. I think he knows how to count cards. I think he knows how to win and he wins and then loses it all. Cause that's the point. That's what he's trying to do. He's trying to get it as high as he can and then lose it all. I don't want to jump too far ahead in the movie, but that's like I said, why John Goodman's parts are so great because every scene he's in, they have a great discussion. Yes. Cause like, I think what made John Goodman's part so great is, is like, he's the bookie you go to when you're at the end of the rope. Right. He's like, like he's I'll the kill, last bookie. He's like, do you understand? I'll no, no, kill you. Don't even do it yet. Okay. Okay. This is my favorite fucking part. We're not going to waste <laughs> Me it Me too. Oh my We're God. Not waste I, it yet. I, I, pa- I, uh, the first time I saw it, I got fucking chills, my bro. 
fucking chills. <laughs> yes. Anyway, I don't want to worry. Yeah, we'll okay, wait okay. a little bit longer. We'll, we'll wait a little bit longer. So yeah, he gets it up to eighty thousand, loses it, but then another guy comes along. Who who is that? Don. Oh, it's uh, um, he played in uh, The Wire and yeah. a bunch of movies. I've seen him before. I don't know his name off the top of my head. I forget his real name, but he was Omar Little in The Wire. All right. So the owner won't give him any more money. Cause he's, you know, too far in debt. So he goes to this other guy that's a real criminal. He's like, let me get me, let me get 50 G's. Mm. And then he says something, you know, whatever. He's like, aren't you already down? You know, to the, to the. Oh no, no, no. Before that, he, uh, they cut cards. That's right. He's like, you, you want to take my last 500? He's like, I got 10,000 against your 500. (laughs) That's an unfair bet. But uh, he ends up losing his last like 500 because it's like, and then I even wrote you, I think you're the kind of guy that likes to lose. I, I wrote down like plot points that kind of back up what I'm saying. Mm. I think you're the guy that kind of, that likes to lose, right. you know, he, uh, the, the, the damn, the, even the dealer is like, dude, what are you doing? Like, he's even trying to help him out. Like, bro, what are you doing? Mm hmm. And then when he loses the 80 and then asks for another 80 or he asks for a hundred yeah. and the dude looks over there and he's like, what you must be new here. Mm-hmm. He's like, Mr. Chan hands way bigger action than that in here, man. You must be new or whatever. And, uh, that's when, uh, the guy comes up to him and has that thing like, well, you, you, he goes, you just don't know when to stop or something like that. Yeah. yeah, he's yeah. Like, you a gambler? He's like, not like you. He's <laughs> like, and then he says something like, you don't know anything about what I am or some shit. Like yeah, yeah. You got you got money to pay your rent. Don't worry about my fucking rent. That's right. Um, like he's a fucking college professor, so I I don't know an exact figure. I don't want to shit on, but I've always been led to believe that. Well, like, John Goodman kind of said it. He makes one hundred fifty to two hundred before taxes. Like okay. he makes about two hundred thousand dollars a year. And I mean, he's got a decent studio. Like you know what I mean? Like a, he's like a single guy. Like he's. He's not living in a that's, mansion, but that's the thing is like, that's another part that harpens back to like, he's doing this because he's chasing death. Mm-hmm. Like he doesn't want to kill himself, but he's not trying to like steer clear of safety. Like he's throwing himself in front of the train, so to speak. Right. Cause he's not, he's, he's driving a fucking M1 yeah. BMW. What's a fucking amazing car. Right. So he's not, he's not up for money. It's not a Lexus though. <laughs> I mean, we're going to get a sponsor, bro. Lexus sponsor? I, I fucking hope so, dude. Any fucking sponsor I want is a Lexus sponsor and maybe a Mountain Dew sponsor because you drink so much of it and I'm tired of buying it. Hey, shout out, man. I will do it for cheap, yo. <laughs> I'll do it for free Mountain Dew in like 50 bucks a week. You can play that shit as much as you want. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, he's not he's not hurting for money. He's literally just doing this to, you know, because he's lost hope on life. So. He loses all the money. He loses the other guys, 50,000. And then this is when it comes back to the classroom because in my notes, blue classroom, which is something I picked up on right away Mm. because there is so much blue in this classroom. Everybody's wearing blue. The walls are painted blue, blue, the fucking. And usually when directors use color like this, they're trying to portray, uh, they're trying to say something with blue. Usually blue is like a depressed color Mm. and it's to like reflect his life. Like he's a depressed character. That's a great scene when he tells that, he pretends to teach like, like his life is a fucking joke and their lives are a fucking joke. And he's like, if you're not going to eat now, you never will be. Right. And like, and, um, exactly. Like you either have talent or you don't. And if you don't have talent, there are plenty of, I don't forgot what he was talking about, but there's plenty of like 
labor jobs that you could be doing to, you know, contribute to society. I love what he yells at the basketball player because they're like, we got to give him a C. He's like, I'm not fucking doing that. And he's like, he's a fucking best player in the country. Like you're going to give him a fucking C so we can get on the court. He's like, all right, whatever. I, uh, they expect I, me to pass you, man. I, I love that you said that because that didn't happen in the movie. <laughs> all, he sa- all he said in the movie was, you know, they want me to pass you. Maybe I'm thinking of a different movie. You are. But the reason I find that so funny is because someone left a, a comment. Shout out to, I can't remember your name, left a comment on our uh, 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 Gotti review mm-hmm. and says how you like to get facts and uh, fiction mixed up with each other. He even said it was so fucking funny. I died laughing. This shit was hilarious. He's like, I was going to point out all the flaws in everything you were saying, but then I realized it was going to be as long as the podcast. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> that bad? I was like, fuck me, man. Yeah. He... <laughs> but whatever. So he wasn't a fan. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, bro. But that's what I, 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 I love about your brain is you like to... You like to make things up, like make it more fantastical than it is. Like, I'm like you just said, like they said, they said they wanted me to pass you and give you a C. Like that didn't happen in the movie at he all. Did but say, he, I got to give you. A, I, I mean, he did you. say, like, I have to pass, to pass you. you. Right. But you made this whole other thing up. I love that scene, by the way, between him and the, and the player. Oh, yeah. Because he's like, but I got a knee. Like I needed Mm-mm-mm. to go pro two years ago. What does that mean? He's got a. He's, I got a knee. What does that mean? He's got a bad knee. Oh, okay, okay. That's what I thought he meant, but I didn't know if it was like basketball terminology. Yeah, well, because you're a basketball player, so the one thing they say you can't go is your knees and your and your feet. Okay. Because you have to run. And The way you know. he said it just was very like, well, I wasn't sure what he was trying to say. I was like, I think he's saying he has a bad knee, but... It was pretty much, I loved it because he was telling like Mark Wahlberg, like, you think you fucking know me, bro? He's like, you think you got it fucking bad? Like, you fucking spoiled bitch. He's right, like, and he's saying, I need to go pro so I can pay for my family and they're all their medical bills. He goes, well, they're all fucked up and they all need me. Yes. He goes, but I got a knee. Yeah. Which means, like, I know that I don't have much longer to do what I'm great at. Right. Because my knee is fucked. Mm-hmm. So he could go pro. And as long as you get drafted, the NBA's contracts are fully guaranteed. So. Yeah. As long as you step foot on the court, okay. you're going to make all your money. Thank you for clearing that up. I thought I thought that's what that meant, but I wasn't 100%, and I wanted to ask you because I but knew you. he blows a knee out in college, mm-hmm. he can't go pro. Then he may not get drafted. I right. mean, somebody that actually, a chance That actually him. happened to a buddy of mine is he was about to go pro mm. in the NFL because he played you know, college, mm. and he blew his knee out, or his hamstring, or something to do with his leg, yeah, lost all his scholarships. Too. Uh, they, tr- they tried to do that to a friend of mine, but, um, he was actually like smart as fuck too. Mm-hmm. And they determined that he was good enough student that he didn't need football to be there. Yeah. Football is what they brought him there for, but they said he was a good enough student athlete to the, they wanted him. Oh, so they cool. let him keep his scholarship and like, he got to go to the LSU. Oh, that's cool. And he has like a fucking bachelor's degree in something. Oh, that's very cool. And, uh, good for him. But yeah. He was phenomenal. I'd be watching that guy on Sundays right mm-hmm. now if, you know, things had gone differently. Right. And he's still a great guy. Yeah. I still talk to him. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I really love with that because it's like they come from way two different worlds. But at the same time, in that moment, in that scene, I felt like they both were kind of trying to see where the other one was coming from. Right. Because Mark Wahlberg, he does come from money. But the thing is, and what did John, he's the seventh. 
He's the grandson of the 17th richest man, richest in man in California. So he comes from money. And um, so, yeah, that he does that speech in the classroom about greatness and having kind of like puts Brie Larson on front street. That's because I think he sees that she is a genius and she does have what it takes, but she's sitting in the middle to be safe. She's not going for the gold. She's playing it safe. And that's what he's trying to like get after her. Like you need to go for it because you have the talent. I think he sees a little bit of himself in her. Yeah. A hundred percent. Yeah. I believe that. And I think he also wanted to bang her. Yeah. I mean, who doesn't, which obviously he did, but, uh, so, uh, that is such a crazy, powerful scene too. When his mother gives him all the fucking money to pay his debt. So she's like, you either fucking tell me you're done or this is the last thing I ever fucking give you. Right. Um, that's another gripe I had with this movie is it doesn't really give a good backstory on why they have such a why sour they each other so much. I mean, he kind of like she's like, what did she say? I never said goodbye. I never said I love you to anybody. I, I didn't say I love you to anybody. I didn't say goodbye to or some some bullshit like that. And he's like, what about dad? And, you know, she slaps him or whatever. So they have a sour relationship, something to do with the dad. I kind of wish it would have touched on a little bit more. So I understood where he was coming from. That's the one thing I didn't really like about this movie is I didn't know why he was doing this. I understand what he was doing, but I wish they would have been a little bit more clear on why. But I just think that it would probably would have, you know, because this is kind of like what's great about it. I feel like is the you're catching him at the worst. Yeah, yeah. Rock bottom. Type so shit. right, and, and I I was able to ride that ride that wave with him. If you do this, like <clears throat> if they did this again, it would have to be like a prequel. I feel like you know this is a remake, right? Yeah, James Con did the first one. Have you seen that? Uh, I haven't seen the original. Neither no. have I. I'm curious how like similar they are. Um, because this one is I I heard that one's about actual gambling yeah. problem, but this one is about. You know, someone chasing death. Right. So I well, feel they, like they're two different kind of concepts. Well, I thought they did a great job of taking the original idea mm-hmm. and finding a way to add to it and still making it good. Like I said, I haven't seen the original. Yeah. Shame on us, but. Right. But I'm not going to lie. When I saw this in 2014, I did not know it was a remake. I know. I actually, I thought it was that fucking Kenny Rogers shit. Like, and I was like, that can't be the same. They must have just reused the name or. Mm-hmm say it different or whatever but um yeah i didn't know it was a remake but it's fucking great yeah it makes me want to go back and rewatch see what the differences are but yeah so his mother tells him like how much do you owe so he writes it down and no she's like what is this he's like that's how much i owe (laughs) i love when he goes to the nail salon and the uh the chinese gangsters beat the shit out of him you jump so far ahead i know but it's just such a great scene but they beat the shit out of him a couple I love, times i love that scene because okay another thing i need to ask you he's like there's a word he used and i didn't understand what that meant spot me stake me stake me what does that mean i mean uh pay like put your money for what i owe Okay, that's what I thought, yeah. but I've never heard that term, so I wasn't sure, because the wife was asking me, what does that's, that mean? And I was you, like, you were talking about like shit that was unbelievable. That's the most unbelievable part about this fucking movie. What's that? Why these dudes keep giving him fucking money. Yes, yes, 100%. That I, shit I agree would with that. never happen. No, there's no way you're going to get a quarter of a million dollars in debt before they kill you. Because he goes to see John Goodman the first time, and John Goodman's like, you've never paid a fucking payment ever, have you? He's like, you got any money on you? Probably not. <laughs> And he's like, he's like, I'm here to pay you. He's like, yeah, okay. Hey. But I don't want to get off topic. You're right. jumping ahead. Sorry, sorry. So the mother, 
Right. She goes to the bank. She pulls out the money out of the bank to give him. And she's like, I never want to see you ever again after that. And he takes Brie Larson and they go on this like little trip. They go to Indian Reservation Casino. Right. Before that, I uh, I wrote down, he wants to damn with, dance with the devil for some reason. Mm-hmm. I thought that was a good line worth writing down because that's what he's doing. Right. You can't dance with, one of my favorite quotes is, you can't dance with the devil and wonder why you're in hell. Right. I love that quote. And then I wrote down, I'm not a man. Oh, John Goodman's line. That's what that's it was. fucking amazing. Um, so before that, I don't want to jump to that. No, no, no. Yet. So he goes to the casino with Brie Larson and then he literally gambles away a quarter of a million dollars. It's painful. But the thing is, such a powerful scene, though. It is a powerful scene because what he's doing, because he even says it, he's like, this is the best way to get rid of my mother. So he like he purposely loses a quarter of a million dollars because it's his way of separating himself from his mother, taking her money and just losing it, flushing it down the drain. I could save myself right now, but fuck it. Yeah, exactly. But it also harpens back to his um, his death chasing. And I just like, I don't know, man. I mean, I don't think I could ever hate my mom that much. But like it does. I, like it I does, said, we don't know what they went through. But so that, that's what I'm saying. That is a good point. Like if that would have just put one little more detail in there, you know, to give you that little bit of. But it's kind of cool too that they kind of leave it like up to you. It does. It's kind of like let your mind wander. I wonder what they went through. It's kind of interesting, but it's not one of those things that I want to be left up to interpretation. I kind of want to know. Because it would it me? would make the weight you of the all movie. about endings that you yeah make up endings that don't make any sense. By the way, I have something to say about this ending, but anyway, we'll get to that eventually. Yeah. So John Goodman. So he goes crawling to John Goodman, which is I fucking love him in this movie, Nick. This fucking scene. I ain't gonna lie, bro. Like this is the first one when he's in the locker room. Right. This is just to me, man. This is probably top five greatest John Candy. Not John Candy. Sorry, John Goodman scenes right. ever. Yes. I want to do a super cut of his scenes and just yeah. put them together because they're so good. I'm sure they're on YouTube somewhere. Uh, <laughs> are you fuck? Are you a fuck up or are you just temporarily fucked up? That's the second one. Is it? Yes. What's the first one? I literally watched it twice before this day. <laughs> I know. I know. I know. But what's the first one? The first one is he's talking about, um, I know he's talking about, I need you to say something like, Oh yeah, 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 yeah. And that's when he says, he's like, I need, he says, you want this? I want you to say, Frank, I am a degenerate fucking gambler who can't control my shit. And I need you to come fucking save me because I have a fucking death wish. Mm-hmm. And he's, he's like, like, that's too much to say. I, can't, too I, much can't, to remember. I can't remember all that. I can't say that. He's like, well, let me shorten it for you. <laughs> say, Frank, I am not a man. Yeah. And then he just gets up. And, and then leaves. it cut. Well, then it cuts off and it goes to the. Um, who does it go to? It goes to somewhere. He's like. Oh, well, it goes to the, the, the gangster, black gangster guy. I forgot his fucking name. But anyway, he's like, I heard Frank didn't loan you the money. He's like, yeah, no, he tried to loan me the money, but I wouldn't take it. Mm. So, yeah. You didn't get my money. You had a chance to get my money. Right. And he beats his ass. He gets his ass beat through this whole fucking movie. Oh, yeah, but that's what he wants. Right, right. He likes that shit. Yeah. Uh, I love what he's like. I think he's in the tub or is he eating fucking cereal? He's eating cereal in the tub. And the fucking gangsters <laughs> just start drowning his ass. <laughs> and they're beating the shit out of him. And the old man's just sitting there like, and he's like having a good talk. I even liked him, man. Like, it was kind of like, I think the reason why they kept giving the money is they wanted to see how far he could take this train wreck, too. But well, that's what I was. That's still hundreds of thousands of dollars. Like, real businessmen, real gangsters 
are not going to fucking well, waste that much money. The thing you. about the uh, the the China guy, the China, <laughs> the owner of the gambling establishment establishment that happened to be Chinese was giving him money, but he's getting it back. You know what I mean? Right. He's gambling his own money back to. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> I know that could have gone south real fast. I see the look on your face. (laughs) (sighs) I'm sorry. We are in cancel culture and I need to watch my language. (laughs) That's not what I meant. (laughs) They cut shit. (laughs) Right. So, yeah, he's giving his money back to him, but there's the cost of his head on it. You know what I mean? So he so the. He knows he's not losing anything. He's getting his money back. Yeah. So that's the only part I could see why they would keep doing this. And he does pay them back. He's like, when have I haven't never paid you? Right. I, uh, debt gets so big that it's not, you know, it can't be paid back kind of thing. Yeah. Because he may, he owes more than he makes in a year. That's right. So where are we at? He goes, spends all of his mom's money. Right. And then he tries to fix that kid Lamar's basketball game. Well, before that, I think this is when they, um, when he was talking to the basketball in his, uh, the basketball player in his classroom, because I wrote down, that's all you talk about to be or not to be. Right. And that really, that really is the, the crux of this movie. He kind of called him on his shit. Yeah, exactly. And then he kind of like, in some fucked up way was like, I'm going to help you either way, but like, mm-hmm. maybe we can both get away out of this, you know? All right. And then I wrote down um, whenever he was sitting with Brie Larson and they were talking and he's like, what if I told you I wasn't a gambler? I wrote these down because it harpens back to this is not a man with a gambling problem. This is a man with a fucking death wish. Death wish. Mm -hmm. Right. So anyway. Oh, oh, oh. And I wrote down this. The reason this was so important is because whenever he goes into the gambling establishment with his uh, his mom's money. I have a problem with this, but I understand what they were trying to do. So he walks up to the table and he hits and he has 18. You don't hit on 18. You don't hit above 15, but he hits. And the the guy's like, the car dealer is like, are you sure? He's like, just give me the three. So he lays down a three, which is what they're trying to do is say he's a card counter. That's why he plays blackjack, because that's the card counting game. Well, he also plays roulette, too. Right. Roulette is roulette. We'll get to roulette. But. You can't just walk up to a, a a table, a blackjack table, and be a card counter and then, like, hit. You have to know the card. You have to play it a little bit to understand what's in the deck. <laughs> well, and he would... Well, it's not just one deck. It's, like, multiple decks. Right. It's, like, three decks, I think it is. But with card counters is you have to sit there for a minute to kind of understand what's and there and what's not there. he would always sit at the same fucking table the entire time. All right. That was so- really cool, too. Like, I would show him standing... At the at the table, and then it would just show like everything going on around him, like in in like in oh the f- yeah the like in fast pace or whatever. Right. I like that part. Yeah, it's just showing how much money he's losing. <laughs> it just like how much time is passing, like how much life is going on while he's just fucking. Yeah, he's staring into the abyss. Yes, a hundred percent. Um, that's pretty much my uh, my notes on that. So we can. Let's go balls deep into this fucking scene, bro, because this is what we both been waiting for. Oh, the John Goodman scene. So he tries to fix the Lamar's basketball game. Yes. And the spread on the game. Oh, oh, oh. I'm sorry. I don't mean to cut you off, but I I just have a little joke. I was going to start the podcast off with saying like, 
God, Nick, you and these sports movies, like fucking, you give me another basketball movie? Like, I'm so sick of these sports movies. Could you stop? Because it's such a small part of the movie. <laughs> but yeah, so I'm, I'm sorry. There's <laughs> <laughs> a commercial for Sports Center in the movie. These fucking sports movies. What are you talking about? There's a sports. Yeah. I was like, fucking basketball. Of course, Nick. You have to throw the basketball in there. I fucking love basketball. Oh, I know. So he uh, he wants to fix the game. Right. And uh, because, you know, Lamar gives him that great thing about like kind of calls him on his shit. And he's like, hey, man, you know, like you ain't the only one with fucking problems. Mm-hmm. So he gets the. Oh, that's another part earlier in the movie. We didn't touch on it because it's not really like a big plot point. But he gets another kid in his class uh, like uh, he's the number two amateur ranked tennis player in the U.S., Right. So he. Oh, oh, yeah. And his mom is like, I guess, like a big tennis fanatic or whatever. So he gets this kid to come play his mom, and the kid lets his mom win, and she pays him, and she's like, "If you ever let me win a game again, I'll I'll cut your balls off or some shit." I forget what she said. Was that the same kid? Yeah. Okay, because like in the classroom, he had a, a a lip piercing, but then when they were on the court, he didn't have it pierced, so I didn't know if it was the same guy or not. Probably just took it out. Probably, but I mean, I'm like, they look the same, but I was looking for the piercing, so. He's also the kid that goes and places the bet, and that's why I brought that up. Uh, I see, point. I see. Um, Is he? Yeah, he's the one. He gives him the gym bag, or he gives him the thing and says, go and put this, that they beat the spread, because the spread was seven. Ah, uh, right. So the, the bookie, the first bookie, he's like, hey, don't let that motherfucker win by more than seven. Right. You know? But he told the kid... <clears throat> score as much as you want don't do it for me just do whatever it's like it doesn't matter and then he puts the money in the kid's locker Mm -hmm. so like either way at least he gets his his cut like his money okay and that's also the money that he borrowed from the other guy like he's borrowing money and yeah this is a very like oceans 11 the way he wraps this all up (laughs) it's so crazy like how much money he has changed hands throughout this movie it's just ridiculous and it i think that harpens back to him being a genius because even brie larson is like what did she say she walks up to him and is like oh when was the last time someone called you a genius or whatever because he was a best-selling author right he he did do something great, but now he doesn't feel like he can live up to that anymore. And that's why he teached. And he's like, I thought I was making a difference. Like I thought I was doing something. Right. But I just come here every day and pretend to teach. Yeah. So I feel like he is a genius. Like mm-hmm. he knows what the fuck he's doing. You know, I didn't think about that a lot. I knew he was a smart guy. Obviously, mm-hmm. you don't become a college professor by being like somewhat smart. But, yeah. Um, yeah, he's. A I never thought about it like the like the fact that he was like a rain man, like math wise. Yeah, you know, got a guy. Um, but with all the money and the card games, like that's really it makes what sense. makes yeah. sense to me. Yeah. Um, because when he goes for the roulette, he goes red or black. He doesn't pick a number. He just goes red or black. And I'm I have like, some stuff to say on that. Yeah, okay. we'll get to that. Anyways, um, so. They end up winning. They end up winning the game by mm-hmm. seven points or something like that. Yeah, they were within. The the, they were under eight. So he pays off the first bookie. Yep. And uh, now all he owes is because that's who it was. He borrowed the money from the Chinese gangster to pay off to mm-hmm. pay the kid to pay Lamar for the basketball game, and then to put the money up to try to beat Lamar at his own thing. Yeah. He's already down. Now he's down more money on top of it. 
Right. And, uh, but uh, we'll harp on, we'll uh, talk about that point that you brought up earlier. Like he gets his ass kicked by these uh, by these Chinese fucking samurais. But it's just it's, crazy because it's just the first thing is they do is he kicks him in the fucking kidneys with like a roundhouse. Yeah, but he stands up and he's like, stake me. He keeps saying it. They keep beating the shit out of him. And the chick doesn't even start. You could tell them ladies had seen some people get the shit beat out of them. First of all, they had not blinds, but fucking metal shades (laughs) that came down. Like, you can't even scream. They're not going to hear you. Right. And she, I love how he does She doesn't even stop. I know. I love how he does the hand motion when she's working on his hand and she gets like aggravated with him. Like, fucking don't move. Goes back to work. Does not give a fuck that this guy's getting the shit kicked out of him. And, uh, I love how after they beat the shit out of her five minutes, he just he fucking pumps like he's gonna swing on one of them and they start <laughs> beating his ass again. But yeah, he keeps saying stake me because he's showing like pride. I got not pride, but you know what I mean. Well, that's why I said I think with the, with the with the Asian guy, it was more just like man, I like this fucking guy. Like I'm gonna to- kill him, but <laughs> I fucking like him. You know, I can't help it. Like, yeah. Uh, so yeah, he I, does. some people just like to watch like fucking crazy train wrecks you know what i'm saying like yeah. it's like when an accident on the highway like people just love to get out and see that shit like right. that's why it takes 45 minutes to pass them mm-hmm. um but anyways uh oh another great scene is when he's like trying to scrounge money together and he tries to sell his watch oh oh, I oh love thank that you scene. thank you for bringing this up because i had some things to say on this so directors writers don't put scenes in movies for no reason right so he's trying to sell his watch which is i'm assuming a rolex he bought it for like six thousand yeah, or some, some bullshit of... like that and he's trying to sell it for 3500 what is he trying to do why is this scene in the movie <laughs> why are you looking at me like that because i'm just curious like why do you think they put the scene in the movie three thirty five hundred dollars is not gonna pay off a quarter of a million dollars, Nick. So I guess he's trying to get rid of his earthly possessions. No. Uh, so it goes back to him being a genius because he knows he can turn $3,500 oh, into, into a, yeah. a lot of money to prop because this is at, okay. So you skipped over a part him and Brie Larson go spend all this money. And then after that, they go back to the hotel, right? And he gives a speech. Can I get the speech? Because it's a very like crux of the movie. It is a great speech. speech. It, yeah. The speech like sums up the movie. If you really pay attention to it, he's literally telling you what this movie is about. And I did not catch it the first time. I around. just thought it was like his way of telling her, like, I'm not fucking crazy. Like I have a, like strong feelings for you, mm-hmm. but, and I'm fucked up. And like, I don't know how this is going to end, but like, I'm not fucking crazy. Like, I don't know. It was kind of like, because that's what he says, like, I want to love, I want a passion, I want a fucking reason. I have it written down, so I'm going to read it. Go for it. So he says, there was a student, just the other day, who said that my problem, if one's nature is a problem, rather than just problematic, is that I see things in terms of victory or death. And it's not just victory, but total victory. And it's true. I always have. It's either victory or don't bother. The only thing worth doing is the impossible. Everything else is gray. You're born as a man with nerves of nerves of a soldier and the apprehensions of an angel. To lift a phrase, but there is no use. There is no use for it here. Where's the use for it? There's set up to be philosopher or a king or Shakespeare, and that's all. That's all they give you. This twenty odd years of schooling, which is all instructions on how to be ordinary, or they'll fucking kill you. They will. And that's the, that's the career. 
which is not the same as existence. I want unlimited things. I want everything. I want real love, a real house, a real thing to do every day. I'd rather die if I don't get it. And the second time I heard that that speech, I was like, oh, my God, that shit's so powerful because it really speaks to who he is as a person is. That's what I said, bro. Probably <clears throat> top five best acting Mark Wahlberg's ever fucking done. OK, I'll tell you the problem with this movie is if you go into the movie thinking this is about a guy with a gambling addiction. I still love it. It's a shit movie. I don't it's an so. absolute shit movie because he's making choices that don't make sense. He's not gambling. His like, gambling doesn't make sense. Him getting the money to pay off his debts and not using it to pay off his debts is stupid. But if you watch this movie as a guy that's trying to self-destruct and just ruin his life, this is an absolutely amazing movie. See, but like the like you just said, like I like it thinking of it like that, but I also liked it when I just thought he was just like you said, I always felt like he had a death wish. Right. But I felt like that he had pushed it with the gambling because that was just his weapon. That was his poison of choice. Some people have alcohol. Some people like drugs. His was gambling. You thought he was just taking it to the extreme. I think he was just seeing how far he could take it before somebody fucking killed him. Right. And I get that. But to me, that doesn't work as a movie. But him just trying to like self-sabotage makes this movie can make all but the since sense since we've talked about it and i've replayed the shit in my head since we've talked about it, it does mm-hmm. make a lot of sense they dude seriously true. rewatch this about a man trying to ruin his own life and it's like it's a totally different movie and what i was trying to say is like that's the problem with this movie is you could just watch it as a, ga- a guy with a gambling problem and it's like a meh movie but you know and that's what i was talking about at the beginning is like it was just marketed wrong if you would have marketed this as a guy trying to like self-destruct right You'd watch it with totally different, different lens, but yeah. So he goes, he's exhausted all of his options. Oh, oh, oh. the reason I was bringing all this up is because him and Brie Larson end up making love because that's what he said. He's like, I want real love. I just want a real life. She jumps on him. Yeah. I think she's going to be freaked out because, but the reason I want to bring this up is because it's a very crucial part of the movie. Like he gets the real love. He gets Brie Larson, which is the real love. And this is when he decides he wants to change everything. He's like, I need to get better. Like I have what I've been looking for and now I need to get out of this debt. So he goes to the guy to sell his watch because this is the direct scene, like right after it. And he's like $3,500. It's like, what are you going to do with $3,500? thirty five hundred dollars against a quarter of a million and it's his genius because he knows he can win he's been winning all the time he's losing on purpose Uh, so he's going to take the thirty five hundred dollars and try to win as much as he can to pay off his debts because he's a changed man at this point first meeting i'm sorry or maybe it's the first meeting love that shit with john goodman when when uh when he's asked for the beer Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We have 37 beers. Don't put it on me. But he did put it on you, miss. <laughs> <laughs> That's a great one because it also leads into like, to what you said, that it's about a guy ruining his life, not about the gambling. Because he said, what's the most you've ever been up? Mm-hmm. He goes, two and a half mil. He goes, fuck you. He goes, That's where you should have been at in a position of fuck you. Yeah. He goes, well, but the kind of your grandfather was a bit wherever he tells somebody. It was for a position to fuck you. That's the, uh, this is the second scene, and this is directly after the watch scene. So they pick him up in the limbo, and they take him to uh, John Goodman, I think. That's right. No, no, no. No, this is where they... I, fuck, I can't keep I track of this. I think he man. goes to see the, the other gangster in the nail salon, and 
No, because he's not beat up, so you're right. But anyway, so let's just get to the the second John Goodman scene, because it's the best scene in the whole fucking movie. Like, I fast-forwarded... Ow. You good? (laughs) I'm good. I just slammed my elbow on the fucking table. shit wasn't funny, huh? No. Yeah. Well, because they call it the funny bone. Oh, is that was was that the joke? Yeah, oh, shit, I didn't catch on to that. I'm so sorry. I missed I, that. Nick. You look confused. Yeah. Though. <laughs> <laughs> oh, sorry. <laughs> so yeah, let's just go to the John Goodman scene because yeah, he th- because fantastic. this is around the time whenever he he wants to be better. He wants to get out of this hole, and he knows John Goodman can get him there. So he's going to John Goodman to ask the money, and then John Goodman goes on this speech, and I'll just let you have the floor. He says, "He says, are you? Fu-? He goes, are you fucked up, or are you just temporarily fucked up?" Right. He goes, and what I mean by that is, he goes, "Are you gonna continue to do this, or is this just temporarily like something that you're fucked up? Right. You're gonna get better." And uh, he goes, "You've been there once. I can see that." He goes, "I got a DUI. I was so drunk. I pissed myself. I'm ashamed." He goes, "But never go back twice." Never right. it twice. He goes, even I've done it once because uh, that guy's been in a bunch of stuff too. His like bodyguard or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, <laughs> he goes, how? What's the most you've ever been up? And he says, two and a half mil. Fuck you. He goes, with that kind of money, you buy a nice house with a twenty-five year roof. You get a nice uh, Japanese model fucking shitbox car that'll last you. You put enough money in the bank, so. Uh, three to five percent of the interest can pay on the insurance or the uh, the the taxes on your house, so you don't have to do shit. And that's when you that's when you tell people, "Fuck you." That's a fuck you position. Fuck you! I have everything I need. I don't exactly need you for nothing. You know, and I was your like, grandfather's told people from a perspective of "fuck you." And after that scene, I was like, "God, that's so fucking smart." Could you imagine? Okay, like you pay off your house. And then you have enough money in the bank that when the interest kicks in, it pays the taxes on your house. So you literally don't have to do shit. You can just literally live in your house. Mm-hmm. Fuck. It's genius. Oh, it's fucking genius. Why didn't I, I? I mean, I don't have the money to do that, but you know what I mean? Like, yeah, but it's still you come into a problem because you still have utilities, gas, like food. But even still, you could like literally live in it with none of that stuff and, you know, still have a roof over your head. True. So, but anyway. Yeah. Um. It makes a good point. No, know? it's a it's a smart point. It like really opened my eyes to like what to strive for in life. But then his bodyguard or whatever, he's like, even I did that. Like yeah. even I got up and I got out. You know? No, he didn't. Huh? <laughs> no, he didn't. <laughs> he didn't say that. No, he didn't say that. All his bodyguard said is, "Uh, yeah, you don't go there twice." Or no, he's like, "We've all been there." No, he said too. He said even I did. Like, even I got out. Like, even I stopped fucking around. Oh, okay. He does say that. Does he? Yeah, I didn't make up all this shit. (laughs) I'll tell you. Far fun facts. Far fun facts. (laughs) The funnest part is they made me facts. (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah, it's... it's, He steals the show. He really does. It's the greatest fucking, like, two... And it's so intense. It is. And he says... He goes... uh, He goes, you think about running out on me? He goes... I need to know everything so I can siphon your family's money mm-hmm, out of he accounts knows. from Russia. Right, exactly. He goes, you think about doing a header off a bridge? <clears throat> Do No so doing that I will kill your entire bloodline. Yeah. And you could see it in his eyes like I mean this like shit. Like I've done this shit a hundred times. Yeah, you're not the first guy. You think you're the last, first suicidal motherfucker to come in here? And he hands him this. He's like, what's this? He goes, $260,000. What's a car? 
<laughs> I love that scene. Oh my god, I laughed out loud because uh because he hands him keys and he's like, "What's this?" and it's like two hundred sixty thousand. What's a car? And I'm like, he's totally right. Like a fucking ten twenty thousand dollar car is nothing against a quarter of a million dollars. So just like, here's the keys to a random car that's gonna have your money in the trunk. It was the icing on, or it was the cherry on top, dude. Is when he goes to reach for the keys and he stops him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What do you want to tell me? What do you want to be able to tell me when this is over? Fuck, Fuck you. you. And then it cuts. I love it's a great it, fucking it is scene. Hands down the best scene of this whole movie. Fuck yeah, dude. It's not even close. Like uh it's beautiful, man. Mm-hmm. So So I, I literally fast forward through a fucking basketball scene because I do not give a shit about this. Like right. it goes on too long. The basketball scene. Like I said, he ends up getting that and uh but he loses puts himself in more debt. Yeah. He goes to see the Asian gangster, he mm-hmm. beats the fuck out of him. Right. And he gives him the money. <laughs> that was what blew my mind through this whole movie. Like, why do they keep giving him money, dude? Like, right. But whatever. Uh, <laughs> like you said, they just like watching a train wreck. I guess, dude. Like, I'm already a millionaire. Well, like, like I said, it's ending up back in their pockets. So they're not really losing anything. You know what I mean? Yeah, but he goes to a casino that's neither one of theirs. No, no, no. Well, he goes to that other guy, mm-hmm. the fat dude that's sitting there eating his shit. Yeah, but I think he's like the head honcho of everything. Like, he's the main, the main, like, John Goodman's character and the China work for him. <laughs> <laughs> what do you say? Like <laughs> The Chinese owner gambler establishment works for <laughs> Just stop. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but you know what I'm saying? I think I they I think they work under him. He's like right. the head honcho guy. So yeah, he goes to this even sketchier fucking gambling problem. Did, yeah. And he takes all the money. I've been thinking of that word this entire movie, gambling then. I gambling den, heroin den, yeah. but it's real. It's not. It's a fucking gambling den. Yeah, because they're not doing heroin. Because that's what they call like underground casinos. Gambling den. Yeah, we need to make one. Oh, dude, that'd be so dope. Right. One in one in our town. So the reason this is so important is because, okay, so he takes all the money and he he does Russian roulette. Mm-hmm. So like I was saying earlier, um, whenever he plays blackjack, you can card count, <sighs> like. You can win most of the time. Mm. Russian roulette is literally roulette. Like you're not, it's either you win or you lose. And he's putting on red or black. So it's 50, 50. And I love the look on his face because he doesn't know. This is his last chance to like, I'm either going to live or I'm going to die. Cause I'm taking all his money and putting it on this one thing. Mm. So that's what he's doing is it's a very 50, 50. Am I going to live or I'm going to die? And I love that scene of the movie because he's looking off, like just waiting for them to call it. He's like just waiting for it and he wins. So this was his chance to, he paid off his debt and he run. Can we talk about this fucking end scene of him running? Why is this 10 minutes long? (laughs) No, but I do like when John Goodman rolls up on him. Oh yeah. Yeah. That was a good part. He's like a bad kid. He's like, there's a couple trimmings left. mm -hmm. You want to start, make another run. Fuck you. Yeah. That's Atta my boy. boy. Yeah. 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 And, then, and uh, then he runs for 10 fucking minutes. This scene was too long. I understand. He's no, I running off after that shit. Bro. He's running for freedom. Like I did too. Actually, the second time after I watched it, I was like, okay, I'm done. I know the ending of the movie. We know you're, we're, you're physically fit, Mark. I know, right. I'm good. We watched the wrestler. I mean the fighter. 
<laughs> Great. Fucking because movie. the the funny thing is about that movie that he's in is Christian Bale does the same thing. You know, like whenever it, he's in the heroin house and yeah. he uh he, he's late for the training, he runs to Mark Wahlberg. Uh, speaking Fuck it, boo boo! I'll, I'll run. I need the exercise. It's faster. <laughs> he does it in fucking boots. I know, right? I was oh, thinking the same thing. My feet were screaming just watching him do that. And shit. what's funny is Christian Bale is in such good shape. You know, he did that shit for real. No, dude, he dropped so much weight to play that shit like legit, and then he had to put on fifty pounds of muscle to play Batman again, bro. Yes. Like, no, that was the machinist. He was Batman three times. <laughs> I guess you're not wrong. Yeah. But I'm pretty sure it was for the last one he did. Yeah, that yeah, for. yeah. You're probably right. I, I forgot Payne, about that. Because uh, Tom Hardy did the same shit. He played, uh, he played, what's his name? The prisoner, Bronson. Mm-hmm. He did Bronson and then had to put like 50, 60 pounds of muscle on to do <laughs> That's right. Bane. Because I was like, who the fuck is this guy, Tom Hardy, that's playing Bane? I've never heard him before. And then Mick was like, you got to watch Bronson. And so I watched Bronson, and that's when it cemented Tom Hardy is my favorite actor. <laughs> is modern, you know, at working actors. And look at him now, dude. Legend. Yeah. Just absolute legend. Right. We can overlook. You know, there's some people that actually like Capone. I mean, I get it. Like. He did a great job, but that story is. He couldn't, like, I don't know. They didn't give him anything to work with in that fucking He movie. did the best he could, honestly. So fucking artsy. And the yeah. worst thing about it is, is, like, literally all of it was made up. Like, none of that shit happened. Right. Like, his mind, he was, like, literally like a fucking vegetable almost. Well, so. I think it was more so trying to get inside the mind of someone like that because he's suffering from syphilis. So his mind is going. So well, they were he, trying he to. He gave like, him dementia. Yeah. Which is, so, so we're trying to get so I think they were trying to just like what they perceive what he was going through. The coolest part of that movie is when he shoots that fucking alligator. <laughs> and when he shoots everybody that works for him. Yeah. I like the ports. Right. That was mine. That one was mine. <laughs> That's um, another cool part that I've never really thought about because you really haven't because like the only time you ever see Capone is in movies and shit. But there is no voice recording of him. Like, oh yeah, there. Don't know what he sounded like. He could have had a real tiny squeaky voice, or well, there was one guy that did a recording of someone that actually knew Capone, and he reacted his voice. Mm. So it was kind of like Tom Hardy's, and I think that's what he was listening to getting ready for this movie because it's very similar. Yeah, not this movie. He just but doesn't look like he would movie. talk like that when he's young. Mm, maybe not. Yeah, because that's a very like I've been smoking years for thirty years. <laughs> right. and, like, yeah, yeah, you're not wrong. Um, so. But um, and he was sick as fuck. Like you know what I mean. Like he probably sounded like shit, anyways. But uh, uh, so yeah, the the gambler. Yeah, um, it's eight three for me. Eight three. Mm. That's pretty high. Um, it's one. Of I my, do. It's top. It's in my top five Wahlbergs. But yeah. Movies. Um, first time I watched it, I wouldn't have said that. I would have said this is his worst movies ever done. Second I'm time, glad you gave it another chance. Was it only because I bought it for you? No, it was because I it literally like the next. Okay, so I try to understand movies and I try to understand what the writer and director was trying to say. It's kind of like how old boy did me. Oh yeah, like I hated it so much that I just kept thinking about it, and then I was just like, "Well, that was kind of cool," and like, "All right, I get that." Yeah, you start replaying certain scenes in your mind, and that's what I did with this movie. I'm like, well, "This doesn't make sense as a guy with a gambling problem because he's making choices that don't make sense." Right. So I was like, and then the the one line in my head is like, "What if he's doing it on purpose?" Mm. 
it fucking blew my brains and i was like oh my god he is doing this on purpose and he's literally like chasing death he he's, he has a death wish right and so he is doing this on purpose and that completely changed my perspective of this movie so and i and that's why i was so excited to talk about this because i think this is one of those movies that goes misunderstood kind of like sucker punch i'm so sucker punch is actually a really good point um it was one of those movies. It's like, oh, it's just a bunch of girls doing, you know, like cool shit, cool shit. And it's like, yeah, he's doing that on purpose to tell you that there's too many movies out there doing this, and he's making a satire of it. That's that's a that's a good example. Um, the only thing I would have changed about this movie, but this is my personal opinion. Like, I understand what the movie was trying to do. It's like this guy has a death wish and he finds love, and then he like he gets better. Not me. I said it should have ended with him landing on red with a close up of his face and the expression he knew where it was going to land. And he did so just to make it end at all because he calls black, you know, and that's what gets him out of the debt. But what if it landed on red and he knew it was going to land on red and he just wanted it all to end. And that's what it ended on with him. Just like, I don't like that. ending. And it like went black and you heard a gunshot. Yeah, I don't like that. Ending. As a, that's how I would have liked it. But it's yeah. a very much dark ending. It's, it's always raining. You're like the DC universe. It's always raining <laughs> in Greg world. But it did inspire me. Like I've always been interested in like I wanted to write a story, but I was never sure like what it should be about. And it's been like right in front of my face, Nick. And this is the movie that kind of like put it forefront for me because you've said it a million times on this podcast. Like who hurt you? Yeah. And that's what I should do. I should do a story about someone that has this death wish and just completely follows it through until the end. Sounds like a brutal read. <laughs> nah, but it could be good. Yeah. it's. I mean, honestly, it's the Joker. Yeah, it is the Joker, but, you know. You're not using a comic book. I get that, but, like, yeah. you know. It's the same concept. Right. Highly recommend it. I but you do love the old descent to madness. Yeah, and that's kind of what that's kind of what I want to go for. But this movie is a highly recommended. The first time I watched, I hated it, but then like go into it watching it as a guy trying to like self sabotage, and it's a great fucking movie. It's a great story. It's so well done. John, great cast. John, John Goodman is gold, absolute gold in this movie. There's I'm not go enough. Go home and watch a John Goodman movie tonight. Oh, you will. Here it is. Oh yeah, I'm excited to see what this is. Oh. is it a double disc. <laughs> Ten Cloverfield Lane. I was about to say I don't have to watch all of them, do I? Yeah, you have to watch all three of them. Oh, I'm kidding. You just watched Ten Cloverfield Lane. <laughs> I've seen the first one, so I'm good. Yeah, like, don't they? Like you said, um, they don't have. I don't. Okay, I've seen, I did hear the one with him is the best though. It is really good. Okay. I I randomly watched it just to see because I heard good things. And I do love this movie. And it's John Goodman. So right. it's a John Goodman movie you haven't seen. Yeah. So no, I was it, like, no, I got 10 bucks for this. A oh. Blu-ray with all three movies. Like, That's good. That's good I was like, I got to get it. But I heard the, uh, the third one is pretty shit. But I'm going to check it out when you're done with it. If this goes good, I think I'm going to uh, give you a Goodman movie. Oh. Uh, are we on a Goodman train? I, I mean, what Goodman movie have I not seen? Babe. Oh, I have not seen Babe. You're right. And a sports movie. Oh, God. And it has John Goodman, so I'll deal with that. Have you ever seen No Brother Where Art, though? 
You know, that's one of those movies I see it and I'm like, I don't remember if I've seen that, but it's I think, a great I think I have, but I'm not movie. sure. Isn't that the Coen Brothers? Coen Brothers. I think that's the one that's movie my I have favorite, not seen. That's the, my favorite movie they've ever made. I don't think I have, but um, maybe once I start watching it, nah, I'm like, oh, I have seen this. No, nah, it's Fargo. You know mine, so I'm not even going to say it again. It's oh, wait, I'm going to say it. Burn After Reading. Burn After Reading. It's good, but it's, it's not, the most it's underrated. Fargo's the best, bro. I mean, Fargo's the classic, but Burn After Reading is like their funniest to me. How you doing there, don't you know? <laughs> yeah, I love Fargo. No Country for Old Man. I like it more. But it's now, a different tone. But the first time I watched it, I fucking hated it. Oh, like, it's so good. I just love the kills in it. It's such a good movie. So really good. And kills. plus, what's his name is so good. What's his name? Uh, uh, what? Um, Andre something or whatever. He's so good in that movie. Yeah, he's real good. No, plays a serial killer so well. Um, but yeah, he's like a cartel hitman. He loves that shit. Do you remember this movie that I talked about not too long ago? Oh yeah, yeah, the yeah, Wraith. Yeah. So I watched this last night. What'd you think? A fucking so much fun. Really. Um, after watching it, I think I saw this when I was super young, probably about your daughter's age. Yeah. And cause there was just parts that kept blinking out at me in my memory. And I was like, I think I've seen this, but I, it's been so long that I can't remember it. Dude, this movie's so much fun. It's an eighties throwback. The mu- music is fucking amazing. Um, I was going to let you borrow it. Be like, you got to check it out. It's so much fun. Right. Hey, uh, not to, well, we're, we're done now, but, uh, Mick had just messaged me right before I came over here mm-hmm. and he was like, yo, I want to do another episode soon. I was like, yeah, bro, you know, you can come do one whenever you want, man. Yeah. And, uh, he said another one while we were doing this, but I didn't read it. But all I saw was, can we do American? And I said, he's asking to do American psycho. <laughs> I could already tell. I love American psycho <laughs> or American gangster. Oh, he ain't about that life. <laughs> I don't know what we'll talk about American gangster with me. Love Frank Lucas. Ten um, percent. But yeah, it's so good, bro. I enjoyed it. I forgot how good it was, honestly. Like, um, watching it again because like it had been a while. It's talking about the, the gambler. Yeah, it just sits on the shelf, you know. It's, I'm I'm actually really glad. Like I like I said, the first time I watched it, I felt bad. You bought it for me on fucking Steelbook, right. but after like really diving delving it actually got me into um wanting to get more into uh philosophy all right let's do this real quick for the end of the episode top five mark Wahlberg movies oh i don't know ted both or one um i ain't gonna lie i like the first one a lot more than the second i was one. gonna say i like the first one second one had a couple good ones but... i can't t- i can't think of his movies off the top of my head because i get them mixed up with uh <laughs> here's mine no particular order. Uh, four brothers. Um, Ted. Boogie Nights. I don't feel like I've seen enough of his movies to make this. Uh, this one. And. Uh, so many good ones to choose from. Okay. I have Contraband was pretty good. Yeah, I liked Contraband. I also liked that Spencer Confidential. It wasn't terrible. Yeah, it was funny. It was fun. I'm pretty- oh, Pain and Gain. 
It's fucking great. You know, I haven't seen that movie, which you would be surprised about because it's right up my alley. I love that fucking movie. I want to watch it. It's based on a true story, too. Okay. This is pro. Bless you, but I think, you know what? I'm I'm lying because it's The Departed. I just wish he was in it more. That's true. The Departed is like one of his, one of the best movies that he's in. Yeah. Um, Scorsese, baby. This is my favorite Mark Wahlberg movie, like his acting like in he, it. Yeah. And uh, like I said, if he would have dropped the the Boston accent and just went with like a straight accent, I would have been I would have liked it a lot more because it's kind of distracting to me. Um, oh, I love the Italian job too. Italian job's pretty good. It's a great fucking movie. I I have one in my top five that I don't know if you remember. Have you ever seen Fear? Oh, I fucking love Fear, dude. Yeah. Him and Reese. Yeah. It's such a good movie. That's, that's a fucking MTV movie right there, dude. Right. I love that movie. So that's. Fucking carves her name in his fucking stomach. Yeah. And her dad's um, the guy from CSI. Yeah. <laughs> uh. The fighter. It's probably oh, like number dude, three. So good. I can't believe I didn't think of that. No. I'm pissed at myself. Uh, he's got so many good movies, dude. Yeah, he does. I'll give him that. Um, I'll say The Departed number four because like. You know, he's not the... I'm surprised he didn't say happening. Oh, uh, I like that, like I said, but it's more the kills. <laughs> That's one of the movies I feel like when he did, like, he was just... He could... Oh, fucking Shooter, bro? Shooter's I fucking good. love Shooter, dude. <laughs> oh, shooter is pretty good. So fucking good, man. I'm going to pull number five out of the left field. The other guys. I fucking love the other guys. Never mind, dude. I got to make it a top ten, bro. I can't <laughs> fit it all in five, dude. Yes, you can. You got to move some shit around. No, I can't, fair. bro. There's just too much love there. <laughs> the other guys made me. That's my bust. favorite fucking Mark Wahlberg movie, dude. I'm sorry. <laughs> it's that is so the, probably fucking the, funny. Other than Anchorman and, and Talladega Nights, that's probably the best Will Ferrell fucking movie yes. ever. Dude. Like he is so fucking funny in that shit, dude. Whenever The Rock and the other guy jump off the the, the roof, I <laughs> does so much crazy shit. They just thought they could live through it. <laughs> I I died laughing. That is the funniest fucking Splat. thing I ever seen. Oh my god. god! It makes me want to watch it now. If I want to hear you talk, I put my hand up your ass and move your mouth like a puppet. <laughs> I love the other guys. I love Sam Jackson. Yeah, Sam motherfucking Jackson. That's the person you got to do a top twenty, dude. Like he's in so many fucking movies. He should literally get the word motherfucker like like copyrighted because mm-hmm. nobody says motherfucker like Sam Jackson. Oh, 100%. You notice I call him Sam Jackson because that's how long I've been a fan of his <laughs> that they used to say Sam Jackson mm-hmm. on the covers of his movies. Not Samuel L. I don't know where that shit came from, but <laughs> Sam Jackson. Sam Jackson. Hell yeah. Pulp Fiction. Sam right. Jackson. <laughs> I, uh, not to get off topic of Sam Jackson, but I bought a bunch of, not a bunch of movies, but I spent a lot of money on movies. <laughs> I, <laughs> you been drinking him Amazon and again, Doug? Yeah. <laughs> Does the wife know? <laughs> yeah, she knows. I told her. Um, but she so, decapped me. But <laughs> so I have a few movies coming to the house that I'm excited about. Hell yeah! Or are they all like special edition type okay. shit? Yep. I finally. I'm not gonna talk about it. I'll wait till they come in so I can have them. And you dropped a thousand dollars on three movies, didn't you? <laughs> this one's in a solid gold case, though. I mean, it's fucking beautiful. It's a one of five. Yeah, and it's like troll too. <laughs> oh god. <laughs> I would hope you would do that. I would hope she would cut your shit in half, like she would cut your credit. You're card you're off. off. You're you're not allowed to spend money anymore on movies. Yeah, I'm, you're fucking. I have to run. I have to run it through her before I can purchase. 
Like even to take a gas, I need gas, babe. Well, you should have fucked up. You should have thought about it. Maybe you should sell one of your special editions and you can get some gas. <laughs> I bet you wish you still had two kidneys too, don't you? Uh, yeah, I find that problem all the time. Like I want to spend money on all kinds of shit. My wife's just like, no. Yeah, no. you have kids though, so. Yeah, but like they'll be all right. <clears throat> they'll be all right. Like I don't like if there's I can make sure there's food in the house or right, shit right, right. before I do it. But yeah, yeah, yeah like. I don't know. Like I'm pretty like uh, easy person to please. Like if I have twenty dollars, like if I just like get to take forty, <laughs> yeah. I feel like I'm a rich man, king on the world, king yeah. of the world. Yeah, you can't stop me today. <laughs> I'm high stepping through here. I know. I took forty dollars to the uh, the the flea market with you, and I only spent like six, and that was on all those DVDs. <laughs> and you, what you got like ten? Did you? Probably, yeah. I think you got at least six, I would imagine. <clears throat> yeah, because the lady was there, so she's like, a dollar each. She probably, like, scalped, because you were talking, he sells his DVDs for 50 cent, but if she sells them for a dollar, she, she gets 75, half. yeah. Fucking bitch. <laughs> Dude, she kept just... talking to me, too, and I felt real uncomfortable. She's, like, trying to start up a conversation, and I'm like, can we just, like, do this transaction so I can get out of here? I got a transaction we can do. <laughs> Her voice was as deep as mine. No, yeah, it was stop. deeper. Yeah, let me stop. Uh, Maybe you should wear a bra. I don't care how hot it is. I, I don't want to see your nipples. Like I really hope to fucking god this dude's out there because like I want to buy movies so bad right now. Yeah, I'm kind of. You got me in that I, groove. I want a movie go, dude. Yeah, and I'm already like past the point of no return. On oh, DVDs. yeah. You so, got. Like, might as well just keep going. <laughs> and this guy, he told me the last weekend. He said, honestly, bro. He's like, you wanted to get out of hand? My apartment looks like, like he said, my bookshelf is his every wall of his apartment. Can we just like go to his place and just kind of like. I was going to say something, but like, you never know how people will take that. Because I'm sure he's just like cherry picking some movies to bring out there. It's like, why can't we go see the Well, that's what he said. I'm cleansing my collection. Uh, He goes, I had a problem to where like, I have three copies of this movie. He goes, you want to know why I have this copy? I was like, why? He's like, because I like the cover art better than the other one. Yeah. He goes, and that's where I'm at. He goes, I got three, four copies of each fucking one. Yeah. In the uh, special edition movie group that I'm in, I see people post like, because there's nine editions of Donnie Darko. Mm. And I see people posting that they have every single edition of Donnie Darko. See, I can't own the same movie nine times. Not yeah. when they keep getting more expensive. Like, I just can't do it. Right. And that's kind of where I'm at. And that's why I give you right. the regular edition or the, you know, the older one that I have. Like, right. if I have a DVD special edition and I get, like, True Romance. Right. I got the new one that Arrow got. That's that beautiful, did. though, dude. I love that so much. That People really keep is. hating on the art, but I don't care. Dude, I, I think it. that's what makes it so badass. Right. Like, that's, I'm jealous. That's definitely one of the ones you got that I would love. Like, mm-hmm. um, don't ever spend that much money on something for me, though. Ever. <laughs> I feel like you, like, looked into my brain. And yeah. you're like, I know my birthday's coming up, but please don't yeah, buy that for say, me. Like, I know Halloween's coming, dog, but don't don't take that as buy that, dude. <laughs> like, fuck, please don't. Because like you do, I know you give me movies that I'm like, I know he paid fucking top dollar for this. Like I some of them, yeah, but um, it's not that serious. But it just shows what a great guy you are. Yeah, but uh, <clears throat> I am glad that you enjoyed it. I thought you would like it just because it wasn't like a a bland ass mark Wahlberg. well that's movie. what i thought it was at first and then i realized it's a lot more deeper and it has a lot of more layers than i realized and once i start picking the movie apart i 
I love this movie. And I felt bad that I missed your actual birthday. So I was like, I'm going to get him something I hope he likes. And yeah. I know you like steel books. So I got you that. Definitely. You made a good choice. I'm glad. I'm glad. Right. Um, but yeah, I'm excited for this one. So it's a good movie. I I've was, never hated a John Goodman movie. I was so surprised we'll about this one. 10 Cloverfield Lane. I don't even know if we said that. Yeah. I think you mentioned it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I did. I heard the third one wasn't horrible, though. I heard it was pretty shit, but I want to watch it anyway. Was it? The Cloverfield Paradox. I think it's like actually in space. It's trying to like rip off Alien. I don't fucking know. I haven't seen it, but. Was it not like, oh, obviously it wasn't like a theater release, like a theatrical release. The Paradox? Yeah. I think it it was and it did shit. Oh, who was in it? Is that Sam Jackson? No, I don't think so. It shit, it might be. Do you need glasses? It came out on Netflix. Oh, yeah? Yeah. But anyway, don't watch that one. Watch 10 Cloverfield Lane, the second one. Right, right. I'm like looking at shit <laughs> for his name because they have to put it on there. <laughs> they have to give him credit. You have to. Like, he doesn't show up if he doesn't get the credit. <laughs> I was in 47 movies last year. No, I think it's just a, I think it's just somebody. Yeah. Yeah. Some other black guy. What Jesus Christ, bro? <laughs> they all look the same. Them and the China. <laughs> God, dude. All right. Well, we you, you cut that. <laughs> you cut that. I can't cut all the China. No, no, no. no but then, yeah, you cut my joke at the end. <laughs> no, nah, I'm gonna leave it in. I usually stop editing halfway through, so I'm gonna forget to cut it. <clears throat> so we're banned. <laughs> What? From life. Turns out people were pissed. Please cancel us so we can get some traction on this podcast. <laughs> Turns out the only people that like the gambler are Asian people. And you're just pissed <laughs> off all of them. <laughs> no, that's the Indians. <sighs> Anyways, but yeah, uh, I'm looking forward to it. Yeah. So. so next time, 10 Cloverfield Lane. Later, y'all. <laughs> Later.